From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with the esteemed and honorable Matthew Calvin Doan. <laughs> you like Deplorable. That? I don't know. <laughs> Matthew Doan. What's going on, Eric P. Wakeling? That's right. Do you know what my middle name is? Paul. That's right. And uh, not Peter, <laughs> who we're going to talk about today a little yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, how's it going, man? Doing pretty good. It's uh, Monday as we're recording this. Yes. So we're in the last Monday of the first month of 2024. So you're almost done saying Happy New Year? Or what's yeah, your story? I'm, have you been milking it? So we've had a little banter on this. So yeah. you going with Larry David four days in. Yep. I'm going with the month. Yeah, the so, whole month. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Is it feeling tired to you on January 29th to be like Happy New Would you actually do this today? Because you said the whole month. Today, right. would you walk up to them and be like, hey, Happy New Year? Don't you think someone would look at you like you're an insane person? I wouldn't say it like, hey, Happy New Year, like I'm expecting that person to have heard it for the very first time <laughs> as I'm saying it. <laughs> but I think in the context, I'd be like, hey, I haven't seen you. Happy New Year for this new year that I haven't seen you in yet. Oh, that sounds real natural. <laughs> <laughs> you sound good. Yeah. I, but that will be cut off. See, this is where I think yeah, that will be cut off by uh, by this week, by the end of the week. So, like, yeah, Wednesday of this yes. week the last day you can say it. Yes. According to your rules. Yes. See, I might – I'm willing to listen to the person that – because isn't the other one, like, someone says, like, funny something, like, 17 days or something. Like, it's, like, <laughs> some silly, like – Right. Some equation. A, yeah. So I'm willing to listen to that person. Yes. But I think you are completely off the rails. <laughs> Would it be the first time? Would not be the, the first time. It's kind of the theme of our counseling, our counseling session. Oh, yeah. No, just kidding. Um, right. But uh, that happened in this year, didn't it? Was that not this month? Exactly. See, wow. it seems so long ago. Yet wow. you're still saying Happy New Year. Well, there's this, there's a point there. Wait, what? Oh, like we need more counseling? <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe. But it does. I mean, as you say, it feels so long ago. Yeah, we feel like we've lived an eternity so far in exactly, 2024. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, we're doing good. So yeah. you uh, you actually were not at church yesterday. I was not. I was not Sinner here for with the reasons. people. Yeah. <laughs> not only was I not at Calvary on Sunday, but I was in Las Vegas. Wow. And it we, wasn't to see a U two show, unfortunately. Yeah, this, this podcast, uh, these hosts kind of make maybe a couple too many trips to Sin City. <laughs> there is, and I know between the two of us, that's <laughs> actually my first time in Las Vegas, probably in about eight or nine years. Yeah. So went out there for uh, one of my kids' uh, baseball tournaments. So <laughs> my wife Marie and I have a pact that we will not allow any of our kids to go out to Vegas <laughs> under the age of fifty. <laughs> yeah, without, exactly. Without one of us, and so Why's went that? out there. <laughs> Just kidding. Lots of, yeah, we we trust each of them in their own way, but we also yeah, want to give them proper. That makes absolute supervision. Sense. So we had a great time. It was just one on one, you know, with our four. It's like kind of rare to have one on one time with. Mm. So just to have the drive out there and then the drive back and then time just kind of hanging around. Yeah. The field and the hotel was really fun. How did he do um, at the craps table? Did he do okay? <laughs> was he like good luck? Good luck charm. The closest we got to uh, 
to the <laughs> casino floor was we ate breakfast in the we were at a Marriott we were in, and we went down to the breakfast area and it's like there's huge windows yeah, that yeah. are just overlooking and I'm like Samuel look at those guys some of those people haven't moved in 12 hours right exactly <laughs> at the slot machines right. just like cranking that right and then you know in some of those casinos if you've been there they have like the state of the art filters now but you can still smell the smoke. We're it, like having pancakes and it's around. There's like a yeah, remnant of it. Yeah. It just sort of lingers. I yeah. agree, which I cannot stand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to, I don't like, I think casinos, hotels are pretty much created that you have to walk through. <laughs> like, I mean, like by design, like, you totally. know, so I know how like at the, the one that we stayed at for the U2 shows, we yeah. were at the Venetian cause it's like connected to the sphere uh-huh. and it's like very much like where you check in and where you go to like your rooms, yeah. The only you have to walk through the whole casino <laughs> brilliant. to get to the elevator to the rooms, right? Yeah, so it's like yeah, all by design. It's like Disneyland when you know you leave Star Tours or or uh, whatever the ride is, and you have to walk through the oh yeah, exit <laughs> like, through the gift shop, the gift shop, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I did see the sphere for the first time. We drove right past it. We're yes. like, whoa, it's amazing. It is pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's that kind of stuff about Vegas that's fun, like the sort of just this craziness of some of the architecture and yeah. stuff that they do. Like, not that it's like, not that it's beautiful necessarily, but it's right. sort of like, um, uh, astonishing or Stunning. wild or, yeah, yeah, I don't know what the right word is, but you're yeah. just like, dang, this place is crazy. Like, yeah. So, and then, but I definitely am a, a Vegas hater. Yeah. I, I don't even remember the last time I've been there without it being for a U2 show. Uh-huh. Cause the last time I went like five <laughs> years, six years ago or something. Right. And that was only for a U2 show as well. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But not, not a big blue man fan or uh, Penn no. and Teller. I know <laughs> for some reason that just doesn't uh, appeal to me either. Yeah. Um, although I guess if I was there, that would be like the, if I was just trying to think of something to do, like to do. Yeah. But we just went out to dinner and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, um, all right. Well, so, how, yeah, so that was kind of the last three days of my life. How'd the baseball go? Did baseball go all right? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. They, right. they, uh, they showed the boys in Nevada what <laughs> California kids are all about. <laughs> Didn't lose a game. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Way to go, Olu. Yeah. So, yeah, the that program. So Samuel's on the JV. Yes. And so there's the varsity, obviously, above him. But the varsity just came out. They're number four in the nation for baseball. Right. So it's like just so many good kids and programs. So shout out to... Yeah. All those guys working hard. Yeah. And that's a challenge then when you're like a kid like Samuel, yeah. who is when your high school is number four in the nation. Yeah. It's kind of just makes it a little extra hard to make the varsity oh, team, boy. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 We're, not th- <laughs> we're not thinking about next year yet, but uh, yeah, he's going to have right. a challenge ahead of him. I didn't even uh, try out ever for the St. Clemente surf team because uh-huh. even I surfed since I was a kid yeah. and whatever and surfed in high school. And it was just like, nah, like I just knew it's not a possibility. They're just, just every single guy on that team was like maybe the best surfer I'd ever seen in my life at the time. <laughs> and there was one guy that was like on the team that was like at the same time on the team was on the pro tour, Whoa. but not taking checks, I think. Like, yeah. so he could keep like amateur. Wow. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? I know. <laughs> Which is kind of similar. It's similar to the Olu Ron baseball school, situation. Right, right sport, Ron school. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I can, uh, I can relate to Yeah. Basically, the opposite for the surf team at Olu. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Mark, if you're listening to this. Love you. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, but yeah, right. what's the last couple of days been like for you? Yeah, pretty chill, huh. pretty relaxing uh, uh-huh. weekend. Um, 
my the the week before my dad was in the hospital yeah. had, a, uh, had a fall so it was kind of like dealing with that and then i Is he doing okay and then yeah so like on friday i had breakfast with my dad and he mm. drove himself uh, mm. and everything so my dad's 91 um he was in the hospital for a couple of days like one yeah. one week prior to that day and so it was good they kind of figured out mm. figured out a little bit of like what was causing some issues mm-hmm. and uh got his when you're 91, you've got like a blend. Typically, you have a blend of medications yeah. that are kind of keeping you going. Yeah, and uh, that ha- that blend has to be just right, uh-huh. or you can have some issues. Get, so get dizzy. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, different levels have to like ri- can rise mm-hmm. and fall and stuff like that. So anyway, so I hung out with him, and then I did a long outside bike ride. Way on to Friday. go! And you and know I, what? In the Happy yeah. New Year, because this is like the fresh start. That's right. Fresh start. <laughs> Happy New Year to me. Happy New Year to my exercise routine. So, yeah. So, last week I was stoked because I did six out of seven days, like which was my go. goal. So, and then I did this morning, too, to start the new week. Wow. So, yeah, I'm hyped. So, I'm trying to, trying to be into Now, we have this thing tomorrow, man, for here at Calvary. So, we, we love one another, and we yes. try to spend time with one another, but we're trying to do that with the school and the preschool and the church staff, it's hard right. to find a time. Right. So we're all meeting at 7.30 a.m. for breakfast tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm going to have to wake up really early to try and get my workout in, man. <laughs> Back to that, that early, early grind. Yeah, I'll be thinking about you at my normal 5 a.m. cold plunge. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done that? No, but it's like all the rage, isn't it? I just like don't understand rages. Yeah, just five a.m. cold plunge. If <laughs> yeah. you're a, if you're a Type A executive, that's what you're doing these days. There's just nothing. I don't think. I don't know. Like I would rather do less. Like it's just. I hate cold water. Would you? What about just taking a cold shower? But no, I don't want to. Why? That sounds just awful. Mental toughness. <laughs> it, like uh... I don't understand. I know. I know that there's supposed benefits. I feel like I'm not doing 20 things I could do before that. That would be more helpful to me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like eat more healthy, eat less. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like up my workouts. Right. Sleep a little long. Like go to bed a little earlier. Go to the cold plunge. Yeah. All those things before I'd have to like necessitate (laughs) cold plunge. I think you have to be at like peak elite status for that to actually have benefit. Right. (laughs) Marie and I had a funny thing a couple years ago. We were like on our anniversary. We did like a little getaway and there was a spot at this place. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, you want to do this? I'm like, all right. <laughs> so we went like separate, like guys, girls sides. Oh yeah. And then you kind of meet at the pool and, like that and exits out of it. She's like, what if we just spend like 30 minutes individually in each spot? And I'm like, all right. And so I walk in there. I'm like, what am I going to do in here? There's like a hot tub and then there's a cold tub. Oh, yeah. And then there's kind of like some seating areas and there's weird like Zen music playing. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple dudes walking around that should probably not be in there. And you're like, wait, what's going on? And I'm like, all right, cold plunge, hot plunge. Like cold, hot, cold, hot, hot, cold, hot, cold. And actually... It's pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> that's the end of my story. It's pretty that's awesome. That's the end of my story. I guess if you can do the cold and just like jump out and get yeah. into something and then get into warm. Hot. Yeah, that yeah. sounds maybe possible. Yeah. I did that. We used to stay at this place in Israel. 
Um, it was kind of like up in the north in this kibbutz, and it was like had this real like nice fancy spa like yeah. area, and it had this thing where it was this huge bucket uh-huh. up like twenty feet above you would fill with like super cold water, and you'd have to pull the <laughs> stand under it and pull the rope. See that part would be like the anticipation. I like, know. Uh, and so once you pull the rope, it's just coming down on you, <laughs> and then you'd go run and get into like the sauna or the <laughs> whatever awesome. or the hot tub. Yeah, it was yeah, you could fun. do it if you knew the reward was <laughs> yeah. immediately hot water. Yes. It's like the thing I don't, I was just even telling, um, I hung out with a couple of friends on Friday after uh-huh. hanging out with my dad that surf and I was like, the waves were super good on Friday huh. and I was riding my bike. I rode my bike along the coast yeah. and I was super mad at myself cause I didn't realize how good the waves were. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, the waves are so good down <laughs> at this place. Middles like South of lower trestles. Huh. And I was like, Oh, I should have surfed today. But then I was talking and I was telling these guys, I'm like, mm, I just basically don't really surf in the winter anymore. <laughs> it's too cold. It's too cold. Yeah. December, January, February, like those three months. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, I'm out because yeah. I just don't like cold water. Yeah. It bums me out. It makes yeah. me sad. I understand. I think all of us <laughs> listeners would agree with you. It's like, <laughs> so you'd rather, you'd rather be too hot than too cold. Yeah. Like pro- you'd rather be, if it was like Palm Springs, 115 versus I don't know though, so Minnesota. It, yeah, maybe. But see, it's more about the water than it is the air. Cause I okay. like, I can put warm toasty clothes on. Yeah. I don't like it too hot either, though. I'm kind yeah. of like maybe just like a whiny little baby or something. <laughs> You're just a California kid. <laughs> just like the 72. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I really do like 72. <laughs> but you know what was the best part of my weekend? Hmm. And this is reflected in, if you look at my uh, calendar app, Uh huh. it's just Saturday. Yeah. What is the, say what you read on that screen. Okay. From, the, this from my point no, of no, view, no. it says no events. Correct. And then it goes to Sunday. No events. I mean, obviously, I had church and stuff, but yeah. I, church is so regular, I don't really put it in my calendar now right. for me. Uh, but yeah, so Saturday and Sunday, no events. Huh. Is that not like the ideal thing in these, this like pretty rare life huh? stage? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Right. So yeah, just no events. Mm. And it just was. How was that for you? Oh, it was lovely. Huh. Just a little relaxing. Yeah. Even though you were in the opposite of no events, you were like full. <laughs> Full baseball <laughs> tournament dad mode. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, awesome. All right. Well, should we get into it a little? Yeah, let's do it. Um, uh, oh, by the way, I got this. Uh, I got a text from uh, the brother-in-law uh-huh. uh, after our episode last week. Okay. Because um, the brother-in-law, uh, Kevin, he likes to send me, um, you know, sometimes, you know, he likes to send us questions. We've talked about him before, but sometimes he sends encouragements and sometimes he sends uh Maybe not encouragements. Maybe, uh, would you say light to harsh criticism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, so after our counseling episode, he said, I think this podcast episode will be your most listened to. I started listening to it with my son and he was cracking up. <laughs> so that's good. And then he said, after last week, he said, forget what I said about the counseling episode being your most listened to podcast. Your most popular episode will for sure be this week where we get to listen to you guys Google stuff that you think is interesting for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Which I thought was pretty funny. That is good. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what we were doing. Yeah, we, we speaking of going off the rails, we did go a little off the rails last week. <laughs> It's funny because it's like maybe my favorite what, like kind of episode, but probably not everybody's favorite. Yeah, you, this is uh, you got to give us a little bit of a chance here. You got to listen to a few weeks because you're going to have some highs and lows. Yeah, in exactly. Our episodes. Oh, it's, one more thing though. Oh yeah. So, my favorite football team. Oh yes. Ended up winning yesterday, and I have a joke that goes with that. Oh okay. All right. So what are what uh? <laughs> oh boy. How, how long is it going to take 
Detroit Lions fans to get over their loss yesterday How to the long? 49ers. How long? 24-7. Get it. Oh, that was the score was when they were winning. Score. Yes, yes, yes. It took me a minute, but I remember right. now. Yeah, I, was, I got there. All right. I was like, wait, just so like always? What are you saying? I'm yeah. so, but that's pretty good, man. Yeah. I like that. 24-7. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was one of the worst um, just like complete collapses. Yes. I've seen. Because it was now – uh, we're not a we're not a sports podcast here, but just no. a little bit on this because Matt Doan is a 49ers fan because he's from the Bay Area, yep. and uh, they played the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions were winning twenty four seven, and it looked like the running game of the Detroit Lions yeah. could do Couldn't anything they wanted. Yeah, yes, and then they started passing a lot yeah. <laughs> in the second half. <laughs> right. The Lions, which I didn't understand, no, <laughs> and then and then. Brock Purdy, like basically Brock Purdy is, so I heard uh, Bill Simmons talking about Brock Purdy like this. Uh-huh. Okay. He's the quarterback of the Niners. Uh-huh. He said, <laughs> he said, Brock Purdy is like Bruce Banner or the Hulk. Okay. So <laughs> if you guys know the Hulk story or like, but like the old school, like when he's Bruce Banner in the first half, he's always Bruce Banner. This nerdy guy kind of just <laughs> yeah. figures stuff out. Right. But then the second half, he turns into the Hulk. Turns then, into a superhero. And then yeah. go, goes crazy. Yeah. So I kind of like that because that's that, kind of... <laughs> That definitely happened yesterday. Yeah. And I think most of the world country is hating the Super Bowl because no one wants the Chiefs anymore because they've been in it like four times in the last six years. Right. And in the 49ers, a lot of people don't like them. But I think it's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, (laughs) No offense to you. I did want Detroit because I kind of like that. The story because I just don't underdogs. The underdog story. I I don't have like any kind of real buy into the Niners necessarily other than my father-in-law is a Niners fan because oh. he also grew up in San oh, Mateo yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and even closer mm-hmm. um, so he actually lives like basically like right between like their old and new stadiums <laughs> right <laughs> so um, anyway but uh, yeah other than that I just I don't have like a, a, a horse in the race as right. they say and uh, so I was kind of interested in Detroit and then I know I'm kind of tired of the Chiefs and then it's like I don't really care about the Taylor Swift stuff. It doesn't really yeah. bother me. Yeah. But um, but it also bothers a lot of people. It does. <laughs> but it might get more people's um, like girlfriends or wives uh, to watch or Bowl. daughters to be willing to watch the Super Bowl. Now, how cool would it be if she just made like a halftime appearance? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Usher, because Usher is supposed to be the halftime yeah. uh, artist. So you just like, and now introducing yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. I was so I was reading about the game uh, this morning, and it was saying. The biggest dilemma is going to be how Taylor Swift gets Super Bowl because she's playing a concert in Japan the day oh, before yeah. and has to do like a you know cross intercontinental flight all the way back to Man. the states. I wonder if she's going to talk to Elon Musk and get a spaceship. <laughs> Just boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, straight up and down. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That flight from Japan though is crazy because it's thirteen hours or twelve to thirteen hours depending on the time of year. And you go backwards. So when yeah, you yeah. leave Japan, say you leave at like Saturday at 7 a.m. Yeah. And you arrive at LAX Saturday at 7 a.m. It's the craziest. And then the opposite, too. When you go out there, you just kind of lose an entire day. You're just like, oh, I guess I'll never experience January That's 29th. That's interesting. Huh. That's wild. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Kevin, I do like Kevin, put that in. Put that in your. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, one other, one other, I only have one. I do like time travel. <laughs> I have one Usher story. Okay? okay. So the only Usher story I have is, so he had that song. that's like, yeah, it goes boop, 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 
yeah, yeah. Boop, boop, boop. So I, all I remember is from River Romp, like 2003 or yeah. something. And I remember being with Shane DeLisi. Yes. And all these high school kids are camping at the lake. <laughs> and uh, I think it was actually at Lake Nascimento yeah. at this trip. Uh-huh. And we are driving driving around in a car through all the different um, like camp tents, uh-huh. blasting that song at like 6 a.m. <laughs> and like shouting <laughs> through a bullhorn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, trying to get the kids to to wake wake everybody up yeah that was in youth pastor days that was the funnest thing was to wake up the kids super early (laughs) that was hilarious so anyway that's like my only usher experience really is that is that song that old yeah dude so that was like maybe 2003 2004 okay 2004 maybe because i was like the student ministry pastor right right um anyway yeah all right okay so so luke nine Luke 9, who do you say that I am? Who do you? Who do you say, say that, that I, I am? am? I did have that sort of emphasis on that uh, on that word, on that syllable. Emphasis, that was good. You're, you're making me laugh today. This is good. I like time travel. Uh, yeah, you got to listen to the, my mutters. Those yeah. are, that's where the that's best great. stuff is. Okay, great. so yeah, good day too. Like we had, uh, we had a couple highlights in church. Mm. We had... Um, this video about the um, the house building trip to yeah. Mexico that was like really moving. Twenty years, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Huh. Eighty five homes or something like that they mm-hmm. said, and uh, have been built over the course of those years right. uh, through just Calvary trips and yeah. through those families. And it was kind of like a video is also honoring Shamirin, yeah. Parr, and, yeah. and Neil, but and Shamirin just as she struggled after this stroke that she had and mm-hmm. her speech, and just she was able to share a little bit on that video still, mm-hmm. and it was like. Pretty cool. It's yeah. Really awesome. And then Jen McAvinney came up to read the scripture verse yeah. after the video and did a great job and just kind of like um, pumping up that trip too. Mm-hmm. So for the mm-hmm. future. So he was like, let's, we usually build five, let's do six. Right. Next year. That's so, cool. That was a yeah. good challenge. Yeah. I like that. So that was really great. And then just leading into this, this passage, yeah. um, which is kind of like a, a pretty interesting, I think it's a really interesting passage. Yeah. And I genuinely do think this is the most important question that a human being can answer right obviously yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) and it's sort of like i don't know it's it's hard to feel the weightiness of that enough Mm -hmm. i guess at some Mm -hmm. level yeah um i don't know any any kind of introductory thoughts you showed um a clip from the alpha course and it's just kind of a man on the street interview where they ask people who do you say jesus is yep and some of the responses literally are heartbreaking from a person who follows and believes and it's given their life to Jesus. You're like, yeah. A couple of the responses are like, Oh, I've never really even thought about who Jesus is. And you're like, Oh, like just what you said, the most crucial question Uh that anyone could ever wrestle with, Uh think about, come to a conclusion about, and that will matter for eternity. Yeah. And someone's response could be, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Uh It's like, Oh wow. Like, yep. Just the weight of that is, is pretty heavy. Yeah. It always like breaks my heart because in those kind of moments too, because I think that it's like people who have either misused or twisted or done something with like, yeah, I heard that gurgle. Is that you? <laughs> that was me. Was it you? <laughs> that like, was me. <laughs> I like that. that. Did you guys hear that girl out there? Email us oh podcast at calvarylife.org if you heard the gurgle and oh then boy. ask us a question. Cause guess what? We don't have any emails this week. We have nothing. <laughs> 
Um, no, but like, I, I love that I can get so derailed. I'm talking about being heartbroken and then I just do that. But, um, but no, but for real, like when people misuse the gospel in some yeah. way, especially like to selfish gain or something, yeah. but then that's like all people have as like, that's their starting point mm-hmm. of like a view of Jesus is, well, I don't want to be part of that because of, oh, I know that stuff that's right. happened or those people that do that. Yeah. Um, and we all fail. So I'm not just talking about people that struggle or fail. I'm not talking about that, but just the real dark, the dark sides of that. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, or even like what Her- Herod in this passage in Luke nine, he's hearing, you know, these confusing reports about who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And sadly he hasn't necessarily met a serious follower of Jesus yet. Cause the only conclusions so far, are, you know, in verse seven is that he was perplexed because some were saying it was John the Baptist raised from the dead there's Elijah, like a prophet from long ago. So like no one who'd, none of the actual disciples had reached him yet, right? Right, right, exactly. And he's kind of like, I thought I killed that dude. I'm trying to like get rid of these annoying people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. And I this goes back a couple weeks ago too, like this whole idea of the birth story of Jesus and the prophecies that were even real time being fulfilled and yep. how it just stirred up all of that region. And here we are 33, 32 years later, and people still are like, wait, who was that guy again? Like, yeah. it, it just makes me think like, wow, that birth story and the life story of Jesus were so detached right. in that region. Yeah. And I guess like Herod the Great didn't talk to his kids or anything right. about like him trying to kill all the babies. He's yes. like, let's keep that. Let's keep that story under wraps. Yeah. I don't know if I really yeah. need that spread around or something, I yeah. guess. Right. Like, yeah, it's wild. Um, so Herod's confused. Yes. Um, but he's not the only one that's confused, right? Yeah. I mean, even the disciples are pretty confused about all of this. Mm-hmm. Right. And cause they kind of answer in a similar way to how Herod's guys answered. Yes. Um, I was like looking something up. I was trying to find something cause I thought I could do a little riff on, on Herod. Um, cause Herod's kind of interesting cause Herod's one of those things in the Bible that's like super confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't find my notes, but I just wanted to. Um, but maybe I'll do that some other time. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But um, uh, trying to find the notes on the fly is kind of like Googling for Kevin McMurtry. <laughs> right, but, right. Um, but it is just that, like, because you've got Herod the Great, who yeah. is this great builder. And then he has these these kids that are like Herod Archelaus or uh-huh. Herod Antipas uh-huh. and Herod Philip. It's like George Foreman, George one, <laughs> George two, yeah, exactly. George three. And I think I can basically get it right. So the I think it's Herod Archelaus. Uh, he's the one that's down more like towards Judah, Jerusalem area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Antipas is in the Galilee area. Mm-hmm. And then Philip's like a little farther north. Yeah. Um, and then there's like all sorts of other like branches of this family line that are kind of like messy and weird. Yeah. But it's like something like that. So these guys are like, so it'll, but it, the problem is um <laughs> well because then you have Herod Agrippa and like so these mm-hmm. guys that come later in the mm-hmm. story in the story of Paul um is that you've got um all these people in the Bible most of the time just says Herod did blah 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 right and you're like wait who are we talking about which one yeah, yeah. so you got to kind of like keep a Herod chart like in front of you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're yeah. reading that's good um so there's like a lot of Herod so it's like more of a title kind of like Caesar or something like that and maybe Family that's name. even like yeah Family without having to get title. into the mix of who exactly it is be like oh, okay this was a leader in the region absolutely yeah yeah absolutely but it's just not I think where it can get confusing is it's just it's not the dude that killed the babies. Yes. Who's like at the trial of Paul yes. in Caesarea Maritime. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right. um, just like to get the timeline right. Because uh-huh. even sometimes I think that could be confusing for you if you think like, 
wait, is the Bible even right about mm-hmm. how it's referring to think? How could this guy be alive then and be alive there? Whatever, yes. you know. So anyway, yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Anyway, so that you've got the the Herod stuff. You've got the people that are kind of confused. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about this, but I think I just edited it on the fly. But I've been. I've been watching The Chosen recently. Yeah. Um, so did I say it on stage? Mm. I can't remember. Sometimes when oh. I practice something. Okay. So I. <laughs> sometimes when I, you know, you like practice something, but then you edit and then you don't. I'm like, I don't remember if I actually said it right. on stage. Right. <laughs> it was or in not. my head. Because yeah, at some yeah. point. Yeah. But I was watching The Chosen because I'd watched the first season, but then I never watched past that for like I don't know why. I just yeah. didn't. And then I've watched the second season, so that's as far mm. as I've gotten. Have you have you watched it? I'm in the same boat. I watched okay. all of one, okay. and then I haven't gotten two and three, and I know four is about to come out. Yeah, exactly. So I just watched two, so I haven't even seen three yet. Um, but one thing I was kind of like fascinated about when it comes to like this being confused thing, of yeah. like how the disciples are confused and we're confused, is how much the disciples were. The way they show it in the show, which I think is like, would make sense, mm-hmm. they're like trying to always defend Jesus mm. physically, even. Yeah, and they kind of that's like the way they'll like play Simon the Zealot is like he's trying yeah. to be like the guard guy, right? And then um, Peter's you know the toughy kind of guy, yeah. and, and we see him kind of act like that at certain times, uh, even in the biblical text. Mm-hmm. But then you've just got this like this thing where they think that they need to protect him almost from himself. Like Jesus <laughs> wants to do something and they're right. like, no, don't do this. You're going to get hurt or right. you know, whatever. And Jesus yeah. is like, kind of like, bro, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Step aside. Yeah. Step aside, son. <laughs> and I wonder, cause there's this balance between, we know that God works through people. Yeah. He works through us as people. It's just how God chose to do things. Like right. it's crazy. Like I don't, it's like, seems like a bad plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but then like also we shouldn't also like think too highly of our kind of control or yeah. our need to like protect God right. from himself. Almost, right. You know? Yeah. Anyway, it's just, yeah. I mean, I think I see where you're going with this because there's even a sense in when we talk about who Jesus is to people who don't believe, mm-hmm. I think we do so unapol we do so gracefully mm-hmm. and humbly, but also unapologetically of yeah. like this is who he is, man. This is yeah. like what you said. There's the absolute truth here. Yeah. Uh, whether you acknowledge it or not, there's this is true that Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah. That's ro- risen again, and so at some level where it's like that's who it is, and then it, we kind of don't need to have to defend more than that. Like, right. yes, have evidence that demands a verdict. Yes, we yeah. need to have, like, yeah. you know, understanding. It's not blind faith. But it's also like, hey, it's kind of on you to make this decision. Yeah. I can't yeah. either, A, force you, or B, you know, God can take care of himself. Does, are you following what Absolutely. I'm kind of saying there? Right, yeah. I think, yeah, you're saying, like, yeah, always be prepared to have a defense, yes. you know, but don't feel like you have to defend God, like, from you know like in the way of because i think even sometimes we'll almost like feel like we have to soften things or something Mm -hmm. like god is this way oh let me kind of like bring you like a softer version of who god is Mm -hmm. or something right like right the bible definitely doesn't present god that way all the time you know Mm -hmm. um grace and love but jesus is and even jesus is kind of intense Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. the way he deals with certain people at certain times he's never that way with someone that's vulnerable or in need or sad or sick He's definitely different with those people sure. or even the, honestly, even the unbeliever. Yeah. He's pretty gentle with it's yeah. the 
it's the religious leaders, right? That has knowledge, life, yeah. yeah, and the lifelong yeah. followers that he's harsh with, yeah. Um, so that's kind of fascinating. It is, yeah, <laughs> I know. So yeah, so yeah, but back to this idea, yeah. the disciples. So they and, and Luke does this great like kind of literary connection here, mm-hmm. where. Herod, the tetrarch, goes, some people say you're Elijah or John the Baptist, you know, <laughs> coming back from the dead. And then the disciples kind of say the same thing, right? They're yeah. like, well, we're also hearing, like, when Jesus, you know, blatantly looks at them and goes, who do you say I am? Yeah. They say, well, here's the rumors going around. It's kind well, of no, in- no, 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 no. Did I misread that? Yeah, yeah. When he, Jesus asks, who do others say that I am? Correct. Yes. Sorry. Just to defend yes. the disciples here a little bit. Yes. <laughs> so they respond with that. Yeah. So this wasn't just some like, okay, Herod has this idea. Like this is kind of the talk around town, right. so to speak, right? right? Right. And it's even Herod that's asking. It's like his advisors or somebody that's mm-hmm. telling him, well, I don't know. I guess it's this guy or that. People say it's this guy mm-hmm. or that guy. Because mm-hmm. Herod's just like, I don't know. What's the deal with this guy? <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the, the sort of word, this is the word on the street about Jesus. Right. Is he's a prophet or he's John the Baptist mm-hmm. or something like that. But then Peter answers rightly yeah and um even though i don't know if he knows what he's saying he's saying the right things yeah which i think is like i think is sort of freeing at some Uh. level because he is he is honored in uh, in a way by jesus like especially in the matthew 16 account of this story you get a little more detail again yeah you get this like jesus saying you are you're right, but God has given you this. This yes. this answer comes from the Lord. It's mm-hmm. not just from you. And this, you're right. Um, what's crazy is though. Then the very next scene is where you have Jesus say that he's going to die in Matthew 16, and then <laughs> Peter's like, "No, no, you're never going to die." And then he says, "Get behind me, Satan!" <laughs> right, right. To Peter. So right after saying, "You're Incredible the Messiah," declaration, and then yeah. <laughs> And then an instrument. <laughs> yeah. But then it's, uh, but that's like, I do think it's freeing in a way to, like, I, I think a lot of times we can be like, okay, well, I've learned this thing. I think this is, yeah. I know, I know this is right. Like Jesus, you're God. I don't know everything that that means. Right. But I'm just. It's like a new believer. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I'm just taking it the, my next step. Yep. You know, kind of like my next right step forward and just kind of going yep. towards him. Yep. Yeah, I'm having a conversation with a guy right now who's processing what he believes about Jesus. And we sat together last week and he said, um, I love the four gospels and mm-hmm. I'm loving reading about Jesus because mm-hmm. I don't know if I understand or get or even believe Paul in mm-hmm. <laughs> the New Testament letters. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, well, let's start with that. This is like, you know, let's let's process, you know, yeah. the story of Jesus and what he's claiming and what he's saying. And then... And then we'll get to the letters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, I, and I said, I think you'll find that the letters complement and support the Gospels really beautifully. Yeah. But let's, that's for a different day. Let's just sit in the Gospels <laughs> right now. And so, yeah, I think in some ways that's Peter right now. Like, I believe this is who you are. Yeah. But how that works out in his life is still to come. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's good. So, and then you see eventually, like, obviously, Peter, Peter gets it. Like, mm-hmm. he grows. He makes mistakes Mm -hmm. over the course of his life. I even think this is kind of what we're kind of likely what we're going to do for Easter um, is like some sort of look through kind of Peter's experience of Jesus. Yeah, that's good. And then what he ultimately writes about Jesus Uh in his book, First Peter. Uh Uh, And it's just like incredible words that he like of how deeply he understands and how committed his life is to Jesus. And it's kind of cool just to see that progression in his life. Right. 
And and it's good for us like to know, okay, Peter gets this declaration right here in Luke 9 or Matthew 16. He messes up just like right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Not messes up, but just doesn't fully comprehend. Yeah. So feel fine if you don't fully comprehend. <laughs> right. You're on a journey. And then Peter like is passionate about yeah. about Jesus like doing really good stuff, but then like chops a dude's ear off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And then denies Jesus. Yeah. And then Jesus like restores him. And then, you know, and then, then he's commissioned to go into to ministry. And then he does live that commissioning out yep. pretty faithfully. Yeah. And so like, wow, what a like awesome, yeah. relatable story yeah. of a person's life. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cause it's just like, I think sometimes we think we have to be perfected mm-hmm. at like this moment mm-hmm. in time that we all are at, yeah. but, but none of us are. Right. And Peter wasn't either. Yeah. You know? And there's a key in Peter's story, and I think actually that's why we even have even the, the, the greater blessing in this, is that Peter's journey, the Spirit of God, I think, did land on him at certain times. Like I would almost argue that here in Luke 9, the Spirit of God was mm. giving him the ability to see Jesus. Who am I? Well, you're the Messiah. Mm-hmm. I think his Spirit was just opening his eyes to that. Yet the Spirit wasn't indwelling in him necessarily, because we read in Acts 2 Spirit comes upon Peter and the rest of the disciples. Yeah. And then at that point, that's when it's like Acts 4, yeah. the, the speaking before the Sanhedrin, and it's like, boom. And yeah. Peter still messes up. Like, he won't yeah, eat with... He's not uh, at that right, point. Right, yeah. He won't eat with certain people. And yeah. so, yeah, he's still in that progression, that journey of spiritual growth. But that active indwelling of the Spirit that happens in the book of Acts, is like, whoa, something changes there. Mm-hmm. And for us as believers, the moment that you confess Christ make him your Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God comes in. You don't have to wait like the disciples necessarily had to. So we're in this age of the Spirit now. So it's like, boom, we have that ability. Mm. And so I think that's actually like kind of encouraging for me to think like, oh, Peter's journey is my journey. But maybe uh, my journey doesn't have to have as many, you know, Swing shots, sling shots oh, yeah, back and yeah, forth yeah. Um, as pendulum as swings. Pendulum swings. That's our word for 2023. <laughs> Still bringing it into the new year um, as new year. Peter. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. As long as it's not this implication that indwelling of the spirit equals like you will never sin again. Sanctification. Yeah. Yes. Like we're completely sanctified. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think though this, what the spirit does, it's the rudder to the boat. It gives me the yeah. ability to steer towards the things of God. Yeah. When my flesh and my own ability have no <laughs> right. Uh, like intention yeah. to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's good. So then we get like kind of kept going uh, into this like bit, like you, you referred to a little bit of this too, of like the, this objective truth and um, but like what you think about some someone or yeah. something, it won't change that the objective truth about them. Yes. They are who they are, what, yes. no matter what you think, kind of comparing it to this like law of gravity. Right. So you right. can believe or not believe in the law of gravity, but you're still going to fall when yeah. you step off the, the roof or yeah. whatever, um, which I don't know. It's sort of helpful to me of mm-hmm. just like giving me like a, framework to understand objective truth in this day and age that we live mm-hmm. in where everything's mm-hmm. a little muddy and yeah people say all sorts of crazy things and it's my truth <laughs> yeah yeah speak your truth yeah that kind yeah. of culture and um it's like trying to be winsome to people that have this sort of speak quote unquote speak your truth mm-hmm. mentality um but like to recognize that it's just like so mm-hmm. like not not true or helpful like right. you know that like, right well know. the issue is when my truth and your truth yeah. butt heads yeah, it's exactly. like okay which one wins right? right so 
there has to be something that's above yes. my interpretation, your interpretation. Yeah. I remember um, when we were in college and it was even like a Josh McDowell, I think, mm. talk and he came and spoke at Viola Chapel about mm -hmm. uh, quote unquote relativism, yeah. saying that was going to be like the great sort of danger that was coming. Yeah. Because back, I, I mean, I graduated college 96, U 98, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And uh, so like that's that mid nineties is when we're in college and it was like, it's interesting to think that before that objective, absolute truth was pretty like universally agreed upon hmm. like there, that there, that, mm -hmm. that exists, mm -hmm. you know, because they were like almost introducing this thing of this relativism that's coming yeah. or the lack of absolute truth. And we were, I remember sitting in chapel being like, Huh, that sounds crazy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Could people really go that far? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and so it's just, I don't know. It's like maybe even if you're a younger listener, just to sort of imagine a world where, yeah, like that really wasn't, I mean, obviously there'd be like a minority that would think that mm -hmm. way, but that really wasn't like a way of people really having that, that view that everything's relative or there's no real absolute truth. Yeah. It's just like. You know, like the way that most, I think, or not most, at least a lot of people think today. Yeah. It's pretty prevalent that's in why, culture. And we've talked about this maybe way back you know, like a year ago or something, but that's why science, I think, is actually really powerful when it comes to even thinking through the Christian life, hmm. because there is absolute truths mm -hmm. in mathematic, mathematics, in applied sciences, mm -hmm. uh, even biological sciences, I would argue, mm -hmm. <laughs> that have been pushed back in recently. Yeah. But where you could say, like, no, no, these things are always the case. Yep. And so I think you can even look to those disciplines and point back towards now, okay, well, I think we can actually say in the realm of philosophy and religion and the humanities that they're that same principle applies mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that you even talk about with gravity yeah yeah exactly um yeah so i just like even to like reassure you hopefully like if you're out there and you're i don't know you could be even wavering on do i even believe in sure. absolute truth or objective truth right you know? because it's like you're so bombarded with the messages of yeah. otherwise like yeah. just to be reassured that there is that now, that doesn't mean you have to be a jerk about how you then process like or help other people mm -hmm. see that truth. Mm -hmm. But it is a in the same way it would be loving and the right thing to do to stop someone from stepping off of like the top of a building because hmm. they say they don't believe in gravity. Mm -hmm. Really, that's kind of like the situation we're dealing sure. with here. Right. Yeah. Like we we want to lovingly help people see objective truth because yeah. of how like radically important it is for your eternity. Right. Um, yeah. So even, so what, 30, 40 years ago when you said, I believe Jesus is God, mm -hmm. um, someone might say, I don't. Mm -hmm. And then you'd have a discussion based on that. Mm -hmm. Nowadays you could have that same statement. Someone would be like, that's good for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not for me, Yeah. but that's for you. And I appreciate that that's for you, but I have my own yeah. truth that I'm pursuing. Yeah. It's almost harder to sort of have the actual the real discussion with yeah. that person because it's just like, they're like, Oh, cool, man. Great. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> you do you. That works for you. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't work for me. Right. Right. Huh. Um, the interestingly, I think the sort of the Roman culture yeah. that we kind of get into with Caesarea Philippi that we ended up talking about yeah, Matthew a lot. 16. Yeah. With this whole place is, is like, 
what I think they would have done with Jesus mm. is almost just like add another building on the wall. Right. You know, it's not, yeah. and, and it is more of like a you do you thing. Yeah, like, so it's well, not that much farther, right? <laughs> right. Nothing's new under the sun. We've got Zeus, we've got Pan, we've yeah. got Caesar, and then, oh yeah, this Jesus guy, oh, he's doing a bunch of miracles. All right. I guess, can't deny it. Let's add him to the mix. Yeah. <laughs> Stick him on the wall, man. Okay, so go back to that. So you took us from Luke 9 yes. on Sunday. And then brought us over to Matthew 16, parallel, yes. parallel story here. Yes. But there's something that's really powerful that's mentioned in Matthew 16 versus even what's limited here in Luke 9, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we got into this whole thing of, upon this rock, I will build my church yeah. and the gates of hell, the gates of Hades cannot prevail Let's against go. it. Let's go. Let's go. And that there's this crazy cave yeah. called either the Cave of Pan or that cave was also known as the gates of Hades. Yeah. It was a portal to the underworld. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so, yeah, they thought Pan, like, they thought the god Pan would provide fertility both to their land and to their people. Mm-hmm. And it's this beautiful, lush, green land. And mm-hmm. so, like, people would come and say, wow, this land must have great gods. Yeah. And so they have these temples to Pan and Zeus and Caesar there. And it's like, well, yeah, look who's bringing you, like, the awesome, like, agriculture and climate that we have in this area. Yeah. Yahweh might be God in the desert, but is Yahweh God here? Wow. Um, and so there's this like sense of um, that all that you have is being provided for mm-hmm. by these fertility gods, which we are also referring to like up on the top of the cliff were likely these uh, back in Old Testament day. It was like a high place with uh. altars to Baal and Asherah who were kind of like the Old Testament yeah. type of um, fertility or, or storm or rain gods. Mm-hmm. And so then... Um, what would happen is like Pan, the one that would bring the fertility to your land and your people, he would die each year and you'd be like, oh no, we need to get Pan back. Huh. And so Pan would go to the underworld after he'd die and you would have to entice him out of uh-huh. the underworld. And so we just referred to like, I won't even say I'm here on this, but just these sort of sexually deviant acts yeah. that would be used to entice Pan out from the underworld. Like, like to wake him up in to, a sense. Yeah, wake yeah. him up, get him to jump out of the cave and come mm. back. Um and so then that's, those are all these like crazy things that yeah. would happen there. And it was in this super, like just ritually unclean, yeah. sinful, Roman, mm-hmm. sinfully unclean, all this crazy stuff that they would do yeah. this place. And with worship to all these false gods, including uh-huh. Caesar, sort of the, sort of like the arch opponent to the, to Jesus in yeah. that, in the story of Jesus from his birth to now, you know, to right. now. And then you've got. Like, this is where Jesus says, hey, let's cruise up here 25 miles away from Galilee mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and walk up here so I can ask you this question Wow, of who do you say that I am? Yeah. And they have to answer under the shadow of this yeah. cliff face that is all of, you know, that has all of this like wow. worship to these false gods. And they have to, and they answer, yeah, that's it. And he says, yes. And upon, <laughs> and it's crazy, okay. bless you. And he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. Yeah. And so then you've got this, and he says, the gates of hell cannot prevail against yeah, it. Or, so powerful. Or and so you're standing right in front of this cave yes. called the gates of Hades. Yes. And so even this horrible, sinful realm, that can't like stop it. The mm-hmm. message of the gospel, and what I really try to stress is the message of the gospel isn't go now kill all the infidels or the mm-hmm. non-Christians, mm-hmm. you know, sort of a crusade mentality, yeah. uh, old school crusade mentality, but it was that like the love and grace, the good news of the gospel yeah. is what's going to change everything. And it does. And it takes over the mm-hmm. Roman empire yeah. eventually. And, um, but just, it's like so interesting to think about the whole upon this rock, I'll build my church. Yes. Cause in that very passage, he says, 
Peter, I'm changing your name to Rock, and upon this rock I'll build my mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. So is the Rock Peter. But then mm. Peter writes himself in his own writings, talks about Jesus as the cornerstone yes. and the rock. So so you've got Jesus as the rock or Peter's the rock, but then they're also standing in front of a big old rock. <laughs> so there's three rocks. Right. Which rock are we referring to? Yeah. I, I sort of joke that D, all of the above might be the right <laughs> answer because um, they're all the right answer. Sure. But I do think there is something about this level of upon this rock, where these shrines to these yeah. false gods and what you think of as this great evil, even upon this rock, I'll build my I church. I have authority. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. And then when you get, whether it's, I don't know, I don't know what we think about Constantine, but like you eventually have the entire Roman Empire 300 years later, 270 years later, or something right. is like, is turned to a quote unquote Christian empire. Right. <laughs> a little bit of theocracy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not great either. But like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it really was upon that rock. Like sure. the church was built at some level. Yeah. So um, pretty fascinating. That is. Yeah. And so I, that point is just like, we can storm the gates of hell huh. when we know who Jesus is. Yeah. And we, should then live our life like thinking about what are the like sort of what are the repercussions mm-hmm. what are the things then therefore i like i will receive sure but like then how should i then live mm-hmm. uh according to like my answer to that question yeah and yeah so i wanted to take this then just a little bit into a discussion here for the last you know little bit of the podcast to really talk through like okay how um and we'll have some back and forth on this but we've been thinking through some different issues Mm -hmm. and this is going to be a year of issues and already is a year it's a we've got lots of issues right so um, when you think of sort of the issues of our day how does our answer to the question who do you say that i am from jesus affect how we sort of respond to and answer these questions or these issues um so like you know, two weeks, two Sundays ago, Sanctity of Life Sunday, we mm-hmm. discussed the issue of abortion mm-hmm. and um, had some things to say about that. We'll kind of get into it. We, a couple week, a week before that was Martin Luther King weekend, mm-hmm. kind of addressing issues of racism and yeah. um, what is that? You know, our culture and how can that? How is that still having an impact? Um, you've got we've discussed the, the Israel Gaza conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in this crazy election year. How is all of this? Um, how does our answer to this question impact yeah. how we think about those things? Right. You know, both in the objective truth sense, but then how do we then live out this way that maybe then the disciples lived it out mm. into that upon this rock sort of culture? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we're in an upon this rock culture now. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and with some of these issues. So, um, I don't know. I can keep going, but I don't know well, if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me just interject a couple yeah, of thoughts yeah. too. Um, so in this, so we're Luke nine, we jump over to Matthew 16. It's a parallel story. Jesus standing in front of this place where this idol worship had been happening. And part of the reason that they kept, had kept happening was because of the comfort <laughs> and the, yeah. and the supposal uh, like fruit of that. Right. Yeah. So they would have stopped doing it. If the green grass hadn't <laughs> yeah. kept growing, if yeah. if the crops hadn't kept producing. So there was this sense that the success of their lives fueled into the worship of something that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And I just think we here in 2024, Happy New Year, uh, <laughs> are very much in that same place, right? Like mm-hmm. we live in the West where there's been 
such a, I guess, uh, even just fruitful success in all of our lives where our technology has allowed us to have access and a comfortability to our lives that like nothing ever before Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the baseball tournament this weekend. Some of the families were talking back and forth. A few of them had Teslas and they're like, oh, but we have to like charge our Teslas before we leave for this trip back to SoCal. And it's like, it's a tough life. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like unbelievable. We never thought about that like 20 years ago to drive somewhere without gasoline. Like, so this is one dumb example, but it's like the idea that we, we've had a lot of produced and like blessings in our lives. Yeah. And I think that's fueled into even worship thing, worshiping things other than Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so even if you look at like the, the idea of racism and even abortion, let's take those two issues. Yeah. I think part of the reason those things have been allowed to be unjust for so long is because of some of the success that's resulted. So go back 200, 300 years ago, right? With slavery in America. Well, that was blessing people. They were able to get things done and, and have these plantations and, and success and comfort to their lives on the backs of using another human being. Yeah. And with abortion, the same thing. If, if I don't have to have this unwanted mm -hmm. life, then I, that will allow me to do, have more comfort in my life and predictability and freedom. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately it goes back to my own, yeah. like what's best for me. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. This, this like completely self-centered and self-focused. Yes. Uh, view of um, of the world, I guess, right? Yeah. And like, what whatever I get, and whatever like, however I gain, it doesn't matter how someone else is impacted. Yeah, yeah, because that's where that that system of hor horrific, horrible slavery, or even sort of whatever common like modern day racism is yeah. that I'm better yeah. than you. Yeah, you know that I have I have intrinsically more value than you. Yeah. And I should be able to have what I want when I want it, whatever the cost to you. Yep. Um, and and so, yeah, we that is like that is so not the way of Jesus. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. When you follow Jesus, when you declare, as Peter did in this yep. moment, uh, that you, he's the Messiah. Yep. That just changes the whole orientation of how we view ourselves, mm -hmm. that we are desperately in need of saving mm -hmm. <laughs> and that. Uh, there's a humility and dependence that's produced out of that. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it changes our view of how we see other people. Right. Yep. So it's like, okay, all of a sudden that's not a person, that's not a means to an end. That's not a person to serve my comforts. Yeah. It's actually a fellow person made in the image of God. Yeah. Who Jesus has also came into this world to die for. Yeah. Like just, yeah, it's radical. And interesting to see then how the early church kind of like went against both of these like so let's yeah. think of racism and abortion even now like where the early church was like where peter has this vision yeah. from from god that it's like opening the world of the gentiles the non-jews right. like before that it was just like all that mattered was the jewish people yes the jewish people and the jewish people only and like nothing and we're the only chosen people and mm -hmm. the only people that 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 matters mm -hmm. and then god gives peter this vision like like no, what you thought was unclean is not is not actually yeah. unclean. Like, go to them, yeah. go to them, and then he does, and he goes to like a Roman soldier, and he goes <laughs> to, you know, he goes yeah. to, um, so cool, yeah, like just, and then we see the gospel. Then, yeah, really, the gospel, like f initially, primarily flowed to the Roman Empire, right? And so you you've got this like these Gentiles who should be hated, 
Right. They're not just uh, another race or ethnicity or nationality, but yeah. they're an occupier, an enemy, yeah. um, oppressor even, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so the gospel is like going totally opposite of those, those yes. norms when it comes to like race and that kind of stuff. Right. And then, and then even the early church with like the early church was just so known for being the ones that would care for the least of these yeah. in all ways. Yeah. And this, and there was this whole thing of infanticide as, mm-hmm. as you know, you know, but just like this whole thing of infanticide in this day and age where people would just go and literally throw unwanted babies into the marketplace, mm. into the forum, the Agora and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and they just leave them to die mm-hmm. and Christians would come and like gather and scoop these up and, yeah. and care for them and, and help them to, to live. Yeah. And that's like, and that's what like needs to be and should be the heart of like a who do you say I am response to abortion, mm-hmm. right? Is mm-hmm. it's like it's that kind of mentality mm-hmm. of of um, of really wanting to like save and rescue because we believe that when that life begins at conception and right. we, we believe that is so we want to rescue those those babies. But we also want to do that in a way that is serving and loving and caring for the least of these yeah. in their time of need, like what would cause them to get to that point, yeah. you know, and how can we help prevent those things from happening as well? Yeah. A, a proper understanding of the gospel will always lead to a care for the marginalized because yeah. we ultimately were the marginalized that Christ came <laughs> to yeah. rescue and save marginalized because of our own sin, mm. separation from God. And so Christ came, Jesus came into this world, really lived it to take our place. And so as a response to that, we just, Oh Yeah. As we receive that, then it just gives us a heart for others. Yep. And and I, I think one thing I understand as a Christian, sometimes you're like, oh, I can't do everything. <laughs> I can't run yeah. a homeless ministry on Tuesdays, uh, pro life clinic on a Wednesday, yeah. and then you know fight for in- justice on Thursday. Like yeah. there is some sense of like, okay, here's our overall worldview and ethic, and then here's what I feel personally called to. Yep. Now I have to just be honest with you. I struggle with this because mm. especially in our positions as pastors, mm-hmm. because number one, I feel like we need to have kind of a formulated opinion on a lot of current issues Yeah. and rightfully so I'm not complaining about yeah. that, yeah. but it does make like, Oh wow. I can't get nuanced into all of these opinions, issues, yeah. events. And then secondly, I just don't have the bandwidth right. to do everything or to be smart about everything too yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I know that, um, that is like, it's probably more of an issue for us as pastors than it probably is for others is huh. my guess. Cause uh-huh. I think, I think that you as a listener should feel a freedom to say, you know what? I, I feel like God is, I want to, I want to be well informed about things, but I feel like God's calling me to make an impact in this area. Hmm. I think if you're pursuing something, mm-hmm. trying to make an impact in a certain area, you don't have to feel like you have to try to make an impact in all areas. Yeah. I do feel like you and I have this like sort of, added responsibility where we have to try to have a, you know, have a well-informed sort of take, so to speak Mm -hmm. on, you know, Mm these kind of things or, um, or a point of view at least, um, uh, worldview. And yeah, it's got, it can be very challenging. And I don't think that means that anybody should be quick to speak on anything. I've been pretty Uh slow to speak on some stuff because it's just can be Uh so hard to like not have a, just like a reactionary opinion about this stuff, yeah. you know, but cause I do think even like, yeah, to like talk about some of the Israel Gaza stuff yeah. for me here, like where I, I really do wholeheartedly back uh, Israel in so many ways. Right. And I really 
wholeheartedly believe that nations, whatever, have like the right to defend themselves yeah. in these in certain ways. Um, and I get like when you're attacked and I get when you want, I, I feel like release these hostages, let's like figure something out mm -hmm. and let's like stop this thing is yeah. like what I think would be, would be best. Um, but there's like, you know, there's just like so much nuance to this whole issue. But I do think like a, a bit of a, who do you say I am response yeah. or like a new Testament response to this is like a, is definitely trying to lead towards peace, no matter like, mm -hmm. at, like as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. how can certain things like these be conducted? Like I would, I would pray and hope for nation states to conduct these sorts of things. And our nation included who is yeah. probably a, far greater um you know wrong do wrong you mm -hmm. know doer of wrong at times and mm -hmm. that you know in yeah. the course of the course of history when you talk about sort of quote unquote collateral damage yeah. um and like i just think we have to like pursue this at like the the like the least possible like mm -hmm. way of like bad things happening to those mm -hmm. who are innocent um but so i think it's like you can have a thing where you're saying no like i'm i'm standing with i'm standing with israel in these ways because i really think this now i also don't think that israel is like free from like guilt yeah. you know or yeah. can do no wrong or, or something yeah, yeah yeah free from accountability yeah or shouldn't have to care about how they conduct themselves mm -hmm. like um please like please conduct yourself like my friends with like the the greatest i don't know um like ability to i think it's moral restraint minimum restraint yeah. yeah the greatest restraint i was trying to find the right word yeah, yeah. restraint possible um while also like understandably wanting to like defend like mm -hmm. your place when there's like man i was just reading like the another leader of Hamas just saying, no, man, our goal, we're not stopping. Our goal is to yeah. get rid of them. Right. Like you might, cause like for a while it was almost like being argued yeah. like, Oh no, that's not really their goal. That's not really what that means. They're just but, trying to prove a point. Or, but yeah. he like doubled down like yeah. the, and said, no, this is what we mean. Yeah. <laughs> we're our, we're trying to wipe them off the face of the earth and get them out of here. And so you're just like, well, yeah, of course, like somebody's going to fight yeah. in that setting. Yeah. And, um, and, but I, I want to, like it doesn't say pray for the like pray for Israel to beat everybody else. <laughs> it says pray for the peace of Jerusalem, yeah, you yeah. know? And so I think that's where like, I want my heart is like pray for the peace of Jerusalem yeah. for both like Arab and Israeli and Palestinian yeah. and Muslim and Jewish and Christian, yeah. whatever. Like I want that peace of Jerusalem and I want the gospel to be proclaimed. Yeah. Like, and that's where, like how can the message of the gospel be able to invade right. in some way much more than, than armies. Yeah. And so what, what needs to take place for that? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if I know the answer to that mm -hmm. necessarily, but also sort of like, I'm not saying anyone's doing this necessarily, but indiscriminate like killing is not the way to accomplish yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and sort of unthinkingly doing that yeah. is not accomplishing that. Um, I know. Anyway. Like, yeah. So it, it, a, Ephesians 5 talks about, uh, it talks about the relationship of marriage and it says, husbands love your wives. Mm -hmm. Right before that though, it says, uh, wives submit to your husbands. Mm -hmm. And so there's interesting observation depending on what culture you're in. If it says husbands love your wives, if you're from a Middle Eastern culture, 
that is going to feel a little demeaning because the man in the relationship is the boss. And I'm saying very like general, um, the man is the leader, the boss ahead of the family and makes the decisions of the family. And the wife is like called to do that. But in Ephesians five, there's like almost this equality of like love each other and love each other equally. And for a middle Eastern to read that would be like, Oh, that's, that's not how things work. Uh And then a Western view would look at like, (laughs) why submit to your husbands and be like, wait, why submit? Like that's like a, four letter word, like submit. That's terrible. <laughs> and so there's a sense, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get in the weeds here of like arguing about submission right now or something like no, that, but I'm fine. talking about the idea that depending on what culture you're from, you're going to be offended by a different part of that passage. Yeah. And I think that happens if we're, if we're doing the Christian ethic, right. In some ways we're going to be constantly offending somebody because it's going to be yeah. above our culture. Yeah. So we take the scripture, we take following Jesus above our cultural norms. Now, does that mean that we're, like you said, jerks or like arrogant about it? No, mm-hmm. but we're, what, whenever we say, okay, this is a biblical ethic, often our culture is not going to mirror that. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to abortion or it comes to um, racial justice, when it comes to what we think about wars in, in, in Ukraine or the Middle East or in Africa, yeah. The Christian ethic is going to be outside of whatever your culture is thinking. That doesn't mean yes. it's always contrary, yes. but it means it, it, the, the culture doesn't serve the right. <laughs> ethics. Right. Uh, the, I mean, the, the culture doesn't lead the ethic. The ethic yeah. is the one that, yeah. I'm, saying, well, I'm saying that right, but it's like, no, I think I know what you're saying. So say at least. for yeah. two weeks, three weeks ago, we said, Hey, we believe Martin Luther King had this vision for racial justice. And we just want to celebrate that. And, and I said, you know, we've made great grounds in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can be frustrated by that because no, we've there's still so much you know to go. Like this is, uh, and then I'd say, but we're not there yet. And some people could be frustrated by that, like, well, you know. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, like on yeah. either side. But it's like I believe yeah. that the biblical, that biblical ethics going to frustrate kind of both whatever kind of I mean leanings you'd have politically yeah, or yeah. ideologically. Um, and that would be that whatever topic, abortion, the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. This is what always I feel like. This happens to me a lot when I try to have this sort of like biblical Christ centered, who do you say that I am sort uh-huh. of ethic about things? Because like I disagree that Israel is committing genocide and I get frustrated when people say that. Yeah. And then I disagree with people saying like Israel just can do whatever they want and like right. bomb the heck out of everybody. Right. You know, and I. And, and there'd then, be people mad, frustrated about yeah, both. Yeah, both yeah. people. <laughs> exactly. Frustrated from both. And yeah. you're like, I think. You know, whatever it's like, it's like some sort of third way or whatever sure. that might be. Yeah, and I, it doesn't mean I'm not saying I'm always right with that. Yes. but I do think that it's often more nuanced than just whatever these two poles are. Right, um, and that there can be like a third way. Yeah, than whatever these like divided right. poles are. And, you know, and, pol- and, and I don't think we're advocating for being a moderate. No, no, so, no, no. Um, no. Sometimes the view of a moderate is like, oh, I'm trying to please both sides. Right. Not this is, that's, that's not what this is about. This is about, I want to please Jesus. Yes. And I feel like Jesus has a bigger vision, purpose yes. for our lives than maybe what we're even just living out in yeah. electing the next president. Totally. And I even mentioned that stuff a little bit on Sunday where I was like, you know, we... What, what we believe about who we say Jesus is should affect our lives and how we live, like live them. Yeah. It should, this should impact our lives so much more than what people are like, what people are telling us who to vote for on yeah. whichever side that we might like find ourselves aligning. And then you can like actually sort of like 
you would almost answer, who do you say that I am to like a presidential candidate mm-hmm. as like Messiah <laughs> and Lord, you uh, know, over yeah. a lot of people's lives more than Jesus is yeah. on either end, honestly. Sure. And I think that's like what can be so dangerous in a year like this is you define yourself and align your life based on that far more than you align yourself on like, who do you say Jesus is? Uh-huh. And so check yourself. That's like the big thing is like, uh-huh. I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying you're doing that to, to you listener out there, uh-huh. but I'm saying, check yourself. Are you doing that? Yeah. And it's like, you need to be able to answer that question. Like, do I only believe these certain things about any of these, like even controversial issues or about like the way I live my life based on like what my sort of political um, sort of you know, what my political alignments are versus mm-hmm. like what, who we believe Jesus is mm-hmm. and what he's saying for us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So here we see the disciples wrestling with this very yeah. question that yeah. we're wrestling with today. Yeah. They stand in this spot. Jesus says, who do you say that I am? And so that, we, Oh, I want to bring that up a little bit. Can I, Oh, sure. And sure. then push me back if I've gone too far with this um, mm-hmm. topic, but who do you say I am? It's very, it's, it's both, said to the group, but it's also very personal. Yeah. And I think there's a sense that I also just want to caution myself, all of us, you know, we have to answer that question for ourselves. Absolutely. And so it's not about just being born into a Christian family yep. or being part of a church. Yep. Um, it's not a borrowed faith, yep. um, but it's a, it's a decision that I think each of us stand before mm-hmm. the throne of God and say, mm-hmm. I believe this is who you are. I believe this. It's not just... Um, what's convenient for me or what someone else has told me. Yeah. So I don't know if I just wanted to say that for a minute, cause that just was making me think when he's makes it very personal in that Absolutely. way. It's not there. It does not matter what your answer is to who do people say that Jesus is. Huh? That answer does not matter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> what matters is your answer to who do you say yeah. who Jesus is. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's like, that's everything, man. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that's helpful. Maybe you've got some disagreements or some pushback. If you want Matt just to say who he's voting for in the primary, you know, whatever, you know, I don't know. You know, what's what's sad about that is that I think by March 3rd, there's not even going to be anyone to vote for. Right. It's going to be because I think that's our primary. Exactly. There's there's two left on the on the Republican side. Um, yeah, I think it's just Biden's, you know, the, right. I think, or, yeah. you know, on that Democrat side. Uh, then you got like the, the RFKs and stuff yeah. out there that are coming in hot. Uh, yeah. So, you know. You know who, who Kanye? I think Kanye's running again. Oh, we got Kanye again. I think so. Or that vermin guy. What's his like? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that guy? No. He has this crazy like. He wears a boot for a hat. Yeah. And it's like his name is like Vermin something. Uh, and he's like running like every election. He's like on the ticket. Like Interesting. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just like this like crazy. Somehow he guy. gets enough signatures yeah. or yeah. money to do it, huh? Yeah. And I, I forget. Oh, shoot, I forget his like his other name. Okay. Maybe we'll have to Google it. For him. <laughs> no, um, don't do it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> As you look at your computer, though, yes. is there any emails? No, oh, we said that already. There's. Oh yeah, Vermin Supreme. Okay. That's his name. Vermin <laughs> Supreme. Uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's like pretty amazing. Um, oh, that's great. So yeah, he's like uh he's run as a candidate in lots of different elections, but 
Vermin Love. Love is his middle name. Vermin Love Supreme. So, I like that. It's classic. That's probably who Don's voting for, you guys. <laughs> I'm just hearing about him right now. I feel but like that's kind of the word. Uh, I'll do my research. The word on the street. Is, I'll do my research. He's a big Vermin Supreme guy. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm just Jesus for president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, please email us. No emails because um, we're sad and lonely. I have no friends. Um, Basically. So we need you to be our friends. So if yep. you could email podcast at calvarylife.org uh, with questions, pushback, like or just like kind of like nuance. Obviously, when we talk about this stuff, it's always like, you know, you're trying to tr- sort of tread carefully. And also mm-hmm. like um, it's you can't get that deep into every single thing when we yeah. talked about these four issues we talked about today. Yeah. <laughs> but um, at the same time, like we'd love to hear some thoughts that you might have. Yep. Uh, or if you have any, you know, life advice questions, if you're just dealing with, you know, just a bad roommate and you want like some advice on how to deal with the dishes situation or oh, whatever. Yeah. Speaking of that's funny. You said dishes. Oh, yeah. Well, not about like roommate stuff, but I was like, I'm, a, I'm like two days old realizing that, you know, now dishwashers, you get like that little pod thing, pod thing yeah. and you put it in the little compartment. Yeah. So I read something this weekend <laughs> that you don't have to put in the compartment. You just throw it in. You just throw it in. Yeah. You don't need the compartment. It's the same, whether you throw it in or put it in the compartment. So tell me the, like, what is this adding to your life? <laughs> is it, are you saving a second to not put it in the compartment? I will say my little compartment, the door sometimes doesn't stay shut. Yes. Is that your issue as well? Well, I actually like the compartment because sometimes I'll not run the cycle all the way and then I'll open it up and it's still, the thing's right there. I'm oh. like, oh, it still needs to run. Or, I'll, or I won't realize that it hasn't run or something. Wow. It's my own issue. This is, this is a, such a mad dumb thing. <laughs> you just open it? You just willy-nilly open that door and you don't listen? Is there a little sound going on in there? Like something happened in a little clue of some sort? <laughs> well, no. We close dishwasher, start it, but then like I come here to church or we do something else. And then you come back, you open it up, and the pod's still there. You're like, oh, what happened? Oh, I hit the... Oh, like it didn't start, you mean? It didn't start. That's okay, what I'm talking I'll, about. I'm sorry. I yeah, thought you yeah. just started opening while like water's oh, flowing no, no, all no, over no, the place. No, 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 Okay, okay, um, okay, okay, good, But good. yeah, I read this week, just throw it in there. Just you don't need the compartment. I don't, I don't know what it adds, but I was fascinated by Yeah, there you go, man. Uh, the more you know, as they said to, on NBC to us when we were this children. That's what we do when we don't have the emails. <laughs> yeah, if you don't send us emails, we're going to talk about this kind of stuff for, more often. But maybe they like it. Who knows? But anyway. All right. Well, thanks for uh, saving us uh, one second of our day every two to three days when we do the dishes. Don't. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.